I'm not one of those people that's like super into, you know, you know, and I only say that because not only do I have the show, but of course I like to mess around with audio gear. You know, I'm not one of these people that thinks that cables make a huge difference or really probably make any difference as far as like the audio quality goes. Like I like buying nice cables for kind of the reason you said. It's like I, I want to buy it and not have to worry about it anymore, worry about it breaking because it's a cheap piece of crap. Um, but, you know, I, I don't think that having two XLR cables in line makes any difference. Especially either, so. when this one's like a foot long. I just like that right angle connection. I wonder if I should just get a uh, like an elbow type, you know, uh, XLR, like not even a cable, but you, just I like mean, a, a connector. You could. I mean, I yeah, I have one that I was using with a different microphone. Because, mm-hmm. um, yeah, if you're going to have the microphone, like, you know, especially if it's like facing down where then you're going to have like this sort of swooping XLR cable coming down, then it's a lot nicer to just have a right angle. Um, although to be honest, I mean, if you look at your, your frame there, I feel like yeah. that well, kind of helps see. get, well, yeah, but the way you had it, it, it just kind of helps get the cable out of the frame oh, more. And true. I feel like if you have the, if you have the right angle, there's going to be like this cable coming straight up. Yeah. I don't think it really makes a difference, but that's true. And also that, that right angle cable was like bright green. So well, it, I mean, it, it drew right. more, you're talk- drew more attention to it. It drew You're talking more. to a guy with a, with a blue windscreen on his <laughs> microphone so so can i let me let me ask you this then so yeah i got a different i got a different pop filter for this as well it, i had like a black is that this is like is that the one that comes with it or it's, it's not the that... one that comes with it but i think okay. it's like the official pop filter yeah yeah and it's like it was like <laughs> it was expensive like it, it, it shouldn't be expensive yeah but i'm like you know this, this is gonna be my christmas present to myself the is, pop filter. is the pop filter because you know it's the same color as the microphone and it only goes one distance from it so i know that this is going to be the uh like i know it's correct and apparent and like the right. metal the metal mesh is it works better than you know the the cheapo one that i had before and it just like looks okay. nicer i guess yeah i mean we've done what is this episode 11 i believe so of here's my question for you and yeah. uh, we've done eleven of these, so that means that you know I'm. It's like it's like a real it's a real part of my life now. So I feel like I can spend this, this the the sixty dollars that this stupid thing cost. Yeah. And I can justify it. Well, first of all, I just want to say I'm happy to hear that you finally feel like, you know, that the podcast is a is a you know important part of your life. <laughs> so that was my main takeaway from that whole thing. Well, but, I'm, um, I'm ready to spend money. Yeah, spend sixty dollars on it. <laughs> is it because we have now sixteen emails in the in the inbox? I mean, that makes it you know that's the, pretty cool. I, I'm I'm really wondering if there's anybody in there saying like, "Hey, I will write a little theme song for you." You know, it's funny. I was thinking about the same thing because the only way we're going to know is to read all sixteen emails. Which <laughs> I, I don't. I just like I don't want this turning into like an email show. Yeah, you know, I think people are going to lose interest, right? Because then well, it's not just me and you talking. It's I'm I'm noticing among all the podcasts that I listen to that the last two weeks of the year is like, yeah. hey, let's let's read our our mailbag. Let's clear out the inbox. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, um, I mean, I'm not saying we're going to read 16 episodes, but or 16 emails. But I do yeah. also want to say that this yeah. episode is releasing. On, on Boxing my- Day, yes, this is the official Boxing Day episode. Yes. 
of the show. Yes. Which is also my 44th birthday. I mean, do you, wow. ever, you ever feel like that where you what? don't remember how old you are? <laughs> I'm like, is this my 43rd mm. birthday or my 44th? I almost said 43, and that would well, not be correct, I don't think. I think I have. I think right now I'm 45, which is like a not an even number, but, you know, it's like it ends in a five. I, I mean, I don't know. That, that doesn't make any sense. But I think I feel like when I was 42, 43, 44, there was a bigger chance that I would, like, forget, mm-hmm. you know, what what number I was. But 45 is like a, you know, multiple of five, right? Like, I'm not going to be 50 and not yeah, know and, that and I'm you, 50. And you're, now you're halfway to 90. Um, well, yes, although I, I would be very surprised if I made it all the way to 90. So you never you never know. You never know. I mean, I th- I think about that a lot. My wife actually says that a lot. Like, "Oh, I don't want to be so old and still be alive and not be able to do anything." Yeah. I mean, a lot yeah, of people I mean, say, that... "Oh, I just want to live until like I'm no longer capable of doing the well, stuff." Well, sure. The stuff that I want to yes. do. But I mean, I I've I've known a lot of, you know, very old people that still manage to you know get around and do whatever they need to do or whatever so mm-hmm. you know but i agree yeah i don't want to be like old and and you know not be able to take care of myself as you said yeah but, uh, like i said i don't i just don't think you know based on uh family history and whatnot i just don't think that's going to be an issue for me so i'm not really <laughs> well 44 i is is a good uh you know it's like a double number so like i think about like 44 yeah, and, 30, it's, and it's Lewis Hamilton's number. More importantly, I, I don't know who that is. Of course you don't, but just know that it's Lewis Hamilton. Okay. You know, greatest, greatest race car driver. Oh, okay, right. ever, in my opinion, ever. That'll probably get some angry comments or emails, but that's okay. Lewis Hamilton. Lewis Hamilton. That's like such a, such a like a normal name. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's he's uh, English too, so it's a pretty English, you okay. know, Hamilton, very English sounding. Although there's that famous play, but I've never seen it. So, I think I might be wearing the same T-shirt as I wore in the last episode. I think you. I think. But you I'm wearing a different wearing hoodie. This this is my. Uh, it's my like I don't shower until two o'clock in the afternoon hoodie. <laughs> oh, I don't. I don't really base my wardrobe on how long it took me to take a shower, but. <laughs> Uh, I'm just glad that you took one. Yeah, I mean, I am yeah. too. You know, brush yeah. my teeth. Well, you got I. You know, it's funny. I always feel like I have to brush my teeth before, like before this or before if I'm going to record voiceover or I'm going to do a magazine mm-hmm. read through. Like, I don't want to be speaking into one of my microphones with like some nasty breath. Yeah, oh, I I totally agree. You know, it's I, like I, you're disrespecting your stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like, I I'm the kind of person I like to take care of my things, and it's like I would never get up on one of my microphones with like morning breath. <laughs> yeah, that's I that's that's a good approach, I think. You just don't want it to smell forever. You know, cuz I feel like you do it once uh, it's going to smell forever. Maybe. Although you could swap I out wouldn't the wouldn't be surprised. You could swap out that uh you can swap out the foam, but I mean, you don't know it might get into the capsule. I mean, like, <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't even I don't want to find out, so uh, so hey, uh, you know the World Cup just ended. Did you, did you happen to watch uh, any World Cup? Uh, I didn't watch any of the World Cup, although I mean I kind of followed slightly, you know what was happening. I watched all these like really great videos, like drone footage from like Argentina, like from the like the moment yeah. they won, 
and yeah. everything. And I thought it was really cool. Like, well, there's this one video I saw on Twitter. Yeah. Or shall we say, like, you know, what, what remains of Twitter at this point? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Of this, this guy was riding down the like an empty street, and he like captured on video like the exact moment that they won. Whereas like empty oh, streets, like everybody was and inside. Then, like, watching. Yeah, and then like everybody like piles out into the street. It's pretty. It was pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, the reason I, I don't know why I'm even bringing this up, I guess, although it just kind of goes along with what you're saying, but, uh, um, you know, I'm, I would say I'm a casual fan mm-hmm. of soccer. Like I didn't, like this year I didn't really watch much of any world cup just cause you know, I just, some of the stuff went on, you know, left a bad taste in my mouth or whatever, but like, I wasn't like boycotting. I was just like not interested, but, uh, but you know, for the final, you know, it was Argentina versus France, of course. And, um, I have one very good friend who is uh, she's French. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, it's the it's the uh, imagine imagine dragons. It's her, <laughs> you know, like she's French and she was. We gotta uh, have her on because I feel like she comes up uh, so yeah, often. I just think that's such a bad idea. Um, <laughs> she's a mess. Um, but you know, normally the World Cup is in the summer, right? It was in the winter this time. Yeah, I guess because because of, of COVID or something. Because it was delayed. I don't really know. I. I feel like maybe it's because it was in Qatar or Qatar or however you want to say it, yeah. and it's like super hot there. Maybe is why it was in winter. I don't know that for. I really don't know why it was in December, but normally it should be in the summer. And uh, so she was at home. She goes to France every summer, you know, to be with her family or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so she was there for uh, the last World Cup when France won. You know, won the whole thing, and so like that was a very uh, exciting experience for her. And so, you know, even though I wasn't really watching, you know, she kept texting me, like, updates about what was going on. You know, like, oh, France made it to this round, and they made it to that round, and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And, um, you know, but then so when it comes up, like, you know, the final is going to be France versus Argentina, because I also have a very good friend who was born and raised in Argentina, and he's, like, a very passionate, you know, soccer fan. Mm-hmm. And like you know, he's he's got to be probably ten years older than me, at least I would say. I'm not really sure actually. Like we're good friends, but I don't actually know how old he is. It's kind of weird. <laughs> but um, like he's old enough that he was watching soccer as a kid when like you know Maradona was a big deal. You know, who was like before Messi, he was like the most famous Argentinian soccer oh, okay. player. Like you know, whether or not. Well, now Messi's in the equation, I guess. But you know, normally the the conversation would be like, "Who's the goat? Is it Pele or is it Maradona?" Yeah, and it just depends on you know anybody from Brazil is going to say Pele, and everybody from whatever. Anyway, so my point is like you know for him, Argentina being in the finals was going to be like a huge deal, right? So I'm I wanted to watch the games. I'm like, well, two of my good friends have kind of skin in the game, mm-hmm. and so I want to check that out, but. You know, here on the West Coast, the game was on at like seven o'clock in the morning. You know, and uh, just happened to be on Sunday that I got to sleep in uh, a little bit. I don't really get to sleep in uh, very much because my cat has other opinions of what I should be doing. <laughs> yeah, around six o'clock in the morning. But um, I, I think, if I remember, I think my wife got up with the cat on Sunday, <laughs> so that way I got to sleep in. But then she was gone, and um, at some point she came back to bed, and it, it occurred to me as like, oh man, the 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 finals on like right now, you know, and so I got my iPad out and we like laid in bed and watched it together. Oh, that's cool. And um I mean, it was like like I said, I'm a casual soccer fan at yeah. best. You know, like I watch I do watch Premier League. I don't watch it religiously. I I keep an eye on Premier League and, you know, 
I have like YouTube TV records all the games for me. So mm-hmm. anything interesting comes up, I can watch it. Uh, and then normally I pay attention to like the World Cup. And um, I have to say, I think that is the most exciting soccer match I think that I've ever seen. Really? And so the fact that it was the World Cup final made it even cooler. Yeah. But um, I mean, I don't want to turn this into some thirty-minute story, but uh, but. <laughs> Well, I wanted to say that was also cool. So whenever I watch, if I watch Premier League, it's just, you know, we get the broadcast that we get here, which is like, you know, English broadcast teams, right? Because they're just, they're just playing the English broadcast for us here on cable, which is perfect. That's what I would want. And, uh, but if it's like international soccer, you know, like in the case of the World Cup final, I could watch it on Fox in yeah. English and then get like some American people calling the match or I can watch it on Telemundo and then you get the Spanish language uh, broadcast mm-hmm. and um, I think it was like two th- it was in like 2010 I think is when I like I just decided like I'm gonna watch if it's not Premier League I'm gonna watch it in Spanish even though like I don't speak Spanish <laughs> yeah you, but, like, you wanted to watch is, like, it in Telemundo there's always that voice. Entelemundo. Yeah. yeah. Uh, just because, I don't know, I just feel like when you watch those matches in Spanish, like those commentators have a passion for the game that, you know, I don't know. I don't know what it is. I feel like for the most part when you watch American sports, it's like I feel like the play-by-play people feel like they have to have a certain amount of stoicism. Like, well, you can't be homers. Like, we have to, unless you're watching a local broadcast, that's different, right? But, yeah. You know, any kind of national broadcast, it's like, well, we have to, you know, kind of try to be equal. You get guys like Joe Buck, who I think Joe Buck always sounds very excited. Yeah. But, like, for that reason, I feel like so many people on the Internet, I I read so much hate for Joe Buck online. Because everybody thinks that Joe Buck is a fan of whoever their team is playing against. (laughs) Because, like, he's just always happy. It's like, it doesn't matter who scored a touchdown. Like, Joe Buck's just happy that someone scored a touchdown. And he's, like, excited about it. And so if if I'm a Niner fan and I'm watching, we're playing the Cowboys, and he gets excited when the Cowboys score a touchdown, like, I don't mind because I just, I like Joe Buck. I think he does a good job. Mm -hmm. But some people get very upset about that. (laughs) Well, I mean, like, in in Buffalo, uh, you know, we'd always listen to, I mean, not always, but... If you listen to the Sabres, Buffalo Sabres yeah. on the radio, you'd get Rick Jenneret, yeah. who just, like, recently retired, I guess. And it, yeah. he was, like, so, like, it just, it made it so much <laughs> much more worth, like, listen to him than even watch it on TV. Because yeah. he, was, he was so excited. And screaming. Yeah, no, we, and, I mean, we have, like, the same thing here. Like, we have, like, the, the, the San Francisco Giants have, like, the best broadcast team, like, in baseball. <laughs> um, but the the two guys that are, that are, well, they all switch off now, so it doesn't really make sense anymore. But like, we have John Miller, who I got to meet one time, is primarily the radio guy, and, uh, and then we have these two other guys, uh, Crook and Kipe, uh, who are like the TV guys, and they are both ex-giants. And so, but you know, sometimes it's like, well, I don't want to listen to these guys; I want to listen to those guys or whatever. But now, like I said, now they all because they're all like in the same studio, basically in the in the ballpark. Yeah, and so they'll switch off. <laughs> so like you're watching it on TV and you got Crook and Kipe and then it's like oh the third inning and then all of a sudden they disappear and then like John Miller comes over from the radio side and, and like switches with him because like 
you know, they just have like an embarrassment of riches when it comes to like broadcast people and say, I guess they want to make sure that, you know, everybody, everybody gets to hear, you know, they get their John Miller time or get their crook and Kipe time. Well, but, it probably also helps for them if they, you know, if they want to take a day off or like they need to, they need to leave sure. early one day. Sure. Uh, okay. But anyway, getting back to the whole soccer thing. See, like this is turning into a 30 minute story, which is what <laughs> I did not want, but I talked too much. Um, so like 2010 was the first world cup where I remember like, I'm going to watch this in Spanish instead of English. Mm -hmm. And, uh, so that's what I did. And I remember that was the first time I ever remember hearing, uh, Andres contours voice. Who's like, he's like the famous, he's basically the Spanish language voice of soccer in the United States. Okay. So, so is like, he the one that's like always like yelling goal? Like it's like so. Yes. But they all do that now. It doesn't okay. even really matter. But he's made it. He's the one that brought that to this country, I would say. Okay. Like in Spanish speaking countries, they've been literally doing that since like the 40s when it was okay. just on the radio. But yeah, he's the one that, that brought it here and made it like famous for American audiences. Like he was on The Simpsons, which if you ever looked that up, you, you or anybody else, uh, it's a it's a really funny clip uh if you just type like andre's contour and the simpsons into youtube it'll it'll pop right up but um like i just remember so in the 2010 world cup uh you know uh, the united states uh was playing against algeria this was in the in the group phase or whatever they call it and uh the united states had to beat algeria in order to get out of the group phase mm -hmm. you know like if they if they if they won that game, they would win their group. And if they didn't, if they even tied in that game, they wouldn't even make it out of the group phase. So, you know, that was a big, you know, it was a big deal if you were American and you were, had any interest in soccer, you know, that was a big deal game, right? right? Just to try to advance the knockout round. And so I, I remember watching that game, but I was watching it, you know, in Spanish and it was Andres Contour calling the game. And, um, for anybody that doesn't know, like, so Andres Contour, he's born and raised in Argentina, and then he moved to the United States when he was a teenager. He got his, you know, U.S. citizenship or whatever. Uh, so he's American, but, you know, he's from one of these Spanish-speaking countries where I feel like the soccer commentators don't have to even pretend to be, like, impartial. <laughs> right. Like they're all yeah. so like, you know, it's and we're playing Algeria, who, you know, who. So who cares? Right. So, I mean, you know, Andres Contour is super like in the bag for the United States to win. And um, the whole game goes by and, and it's zero zero. Right. You get like the game's like, oh, it gets to 90 minutes and the game is still like zero zero. Like the, the U.S. just could not get a goal. And we were like, I remember a guy hit the crossbar. Like is anything they could do to try to get a goal in and they couldn't, you know, they couldn't score. Right. Yeah. And, uh, Algeria, I think would have been fine with that. Cause if the game ended in a draw, then Algeria would have gone on to the knockout round. But, I see. But the United States had to score a goal. They had to win the game in order to go on. And it was like literally in stoppage time at the end of the game. And finally, uh, Landon Donovan scores this goal, and like uh, Andres Contour just goes crazy. Right? <laughs> like, I think if and you can look that clip up on on YouTube too if you just type. Is like it Andres like it's Contour, like a, like a legend? It's it's a legendary clip. You think? Oh yes, yes. If you're an American so, soccer fan, so I think exciting. like that's. I think that was his like greatest call until last Sunday. Really. 
Okay. Oh, yeah. Like, if you go look, like I said, you can look that clip up on YouTube and read the comments underneath it, and everybody is just like, that's like, this is the goat call right here. <laughs> and part of it is like, he said goal for so long. It's like, how can you even hold your breath that long? And then immediately, like, took a breath and then did it again. <laughs> I'm like, what? And well, uh, it was I that adrenaline. A, it was running so fiercely. He was on like a he was on like a podcast. I don't I I don't I forgot the woman's name. It's she was a uh, she was on the Team USA like women's soccer team. Like she's not just some random person. Uh, and she has like a podcast and YouTube show. And she had Andres Contour on the show one time. And she asked him like, "What in your memory in your whole career is like? What was your greatest moment? You know, calling a goal and." That was the call that he said. And in fact, really? he said he almost he said he almost fainted because <laughs> he said it was just like he was so exhausted by the end of the game. He said it was such a stressful game because of all the things I just said. And when it finally happened, it was just like this huge release of everything. Yeah. 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 You think we could get him on here to talk about? Oh, it? Absolutely not. He's an extremely <laughs> famous individual. Uh, he is 100 percent not coming on here. That would be cool, though. Um, but so anyway, so, you know, we, we watched this game on Sunday and, and it's, you know, contour call in the game, which is why you, cause originally I turned it on on Fox cause I wasn't thinking. And it's just like, these guys are just putting me to sleep. It's just I don't know, it, like, I don't know. They're just terrible. Mm-hmm. And I was like, and it, and it only took me like a minute and I was like, Oh, what am I doing? You know? And I, I switched the channel over to Telemundo and then there was Andres contour and I was like, perfect. <laughs> and, uh, so by the time we turned the game on, it was in like the 60th minute of the game mm-hmm. right so it's like 15 minutes into the second half and and argentina was up two to nothing okay which you know anybody that watches soccer like you're up two to nothing at the 60th minute like you know you're you're set pretty you're much. in a very good position to win yes. the game right and so and so we watch it and i was kind of like and when i turned it on it was funny i was like i don't really have any skin in this game because i got you know one good friend that is you know france and the other one's argentina mm-hmm but I bet you automatically, you automatically felt like, oh, this is good. Yeah, I don't know. I just, you know, France won. They're the defending champion. You know, like Argentina hadn't won since like 86. Mm-hmm. And it's just like my friend, my Argentinian friend is far more passionate about yeah. soccer. And so it's like for him, it's like, oh, I would love for him to see Argentina win. Because he hasn't seen Argentina win since probably he was a kid. Yeah. Know? And so I'm like, oh, cool, they're up, you know, and I'm not, I don't want to go through the whole, you know, I'm not going to tell you everything that happened and bore people to death, which I'm probably already doing. But, um, you know, so we're watching the game and, and like France scores like two quick goals. They, they get a penalty shot and they score. And then like seemingly it was like a minute or two. It was like right, right after that, they score again. And so now the game is tied and we're just like my wife and I are just like, holy crap. And um, Do you, were you starting to feel as though you had jinxed it? by turning it on no no <laughs> it, uh, it all comes down to you yeah that's, that's right why. that's like main that's main character syndrome yeah if you think that but no but it's just like we're watching it and you know i can't i can't understand anything the broadcasters are saying mm-hmm. right which to me i don't really care because i feel like most sports like the broadcasters really aren't adding anything it's more just like you feel the energy. voices. Yeah, the, yeah, the energy yeah. of it. Not. The, but I'm saying even saying. if it's in English, generally, I don't. You're not telling me anything I can't already see. Yes. But it's just like, it's part of the atmosphere of watching a game is having the commentary. Yeah, yeah. Really. 
And so, like, I don't need to understand a soccer commentator because I can see what's going on. Like, I don't remember them ever saying anything that was, like, you know, inside knowledge that I wouldn't have already known because it's just not – it's not a super complicated sport. I feel like football, you get, like, Tony Romo – and he'll say something where I'm like, "Oh yeah, I had no idea about that." Yeah, you know. So, but I, I but I think that that's probably true. Where if you're listening to comment commentary in a language that you don't understand, and you can still understand what is happening, yeah, I think that that is like that's probably a telltale sign for you're really good at what you do. Sure. <laughs> does that does that make sense? I guess. You know, if if you can well, watch and not understand what they're saying, but still yeah. be able to understand probably what they're saying, or just the energy of yeah. what of how they're delivering yes. it, yes, then, and you and you get invested in that, yes, then that says yeah. a lot for you know how how good they are at their job. Yeah, for sure. Yes, and he, I mean, he's. He is like the goat as far as, like I said, Spanish language mm-hmm. soccer commentating. But all right, so anyway, they tie the game. It goes into like extra extra time, and uh, then Messi scores a goal. So now, of course, Andres Contor very happy. Messi just scored a goal. So that's goal for a very long time, probably multiple times. <laughs> uh, and so then you're thinking, okay, well, you're in extra time. They scored a goal. Okay, it's it's over, right? Yeah. So then France gets another penalty shot, and both of these penalty shots they got, I mean, it was a blatant foul. Like It's not like anybody was trying to, you know, you get all the conspiracy theorists online, like, oh, FIFA just wants a more exciting match. They told the referee. No, like, that was, they were blatant, stupid fouls, and, you know, penalty shots were called for. So then France scores on the penalty shot. Now it's 3-3 again. So then extra time runs out. Now we're going to penalty shots, which I, I have mixed feelings about penalty shots uh, ending a game. You know, mm-hmm. it's the same thing in like hockey having a shootout. It's just like, eh. I mean, scoring a I think scoring a, a goal in a shootout in hockey, I think it's more difficult Does, to score a goal. If, but, if someone uh, scores a goal, I mean, this is showing how little I know about it. So if somebody scores a goal, do they automatically yeah. win or does the other team have a chance to match it? No, no, no. So each team gets five chances. Okay. Okay. So like yeah. one player, they, they flip a coin to see which team goes first. Yeah. Uh, a player from that team goes and takes their attempt. Then someone from the other team takes their attempt and you do that up to five times. You don't even have to go all five times because you can imagine at some point it be, can become mathematically impossible for the other team. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, like if one team has three and the other team has zero after three chances, then the game is over. So right? they alternate. The other, the other, yes. Okay. They go back and forth. Yeah. So anyway, you get the the, the penalty shots or whatever. I'm not gonna not gonna break all that down, but uh, uh, Argentina ends up winning uh, the game mm-hmm. during the, you know, as, a, as from the from the penalty shots. You know, at some point it was like. Uh, they got to the point where, okay, if France doesn't make this shot, they lose, the, but France made it, and so then this Argentinian guy goes to take his shot, and it's like, okay, if he makes it, then it's over. Yeah. So he makes it, and it's over, and, like, Andres Contour just, like, loses it, right? Like, he's screaming <laughs> about how, like, they're, you know, Argentina is the champion, but, like, he's crying while he's trying to, like, he's just screaming over and over again in Spanish, like, Argentina is the world champion, but he's just, like, crying while he's doing it. <laughs> Va Montiel! Montiel! Goal! 
And like, it's crazy because I'm watching that, you know, and I understand, like, I speak a little bit of Spanish. I understand what he's saying, right? Mm-hmm. You know, like, I know what, you know, Campeón del Mundo is. And, um, but it's almost like it? I got world champion. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, and, but then it's like, I'm hearing him get it and I'm starting to get a little lump in my throat, you know, just because it's like, you know, he, he's so, just so like overjoyed. Cause like, especially cause like my wife told me at one point, after France had tied the game that Andre said to his broadcast partner, he said something like, I'm not going to lie to you. I feel a little bit sad right now because like France seemed like they tied the game and had all the momentum. And I was watching and I'm like, what, like what's going on? Like what happened to Argentina? Like they're falling apart on the field. And so I think that's what he felt too is like, Oh, I think this is not good. And Ah. so then when they won, it was just like, you know, he just like lost it, you know? So a huge relief, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. But so I imagine for him that was like, you know, and that's why I brought up the Landon Donovan thing is like how emotional he got over Landon Donovan scoring a goal just to get the United States into the knockout phase. Yeah. And then like the emotional roller coaster that this game on Sunday was and then what that meant to him personally as an Argentinian American. Yeah. Argentine American. I think I, Argen- I, I, I think Argentinian. I think is it's probably- Ar- I think it's Argentine. Doesn't really matter. But anyway, I don't. It was just like it was really cool to see that. Is you know I don't. It's nice. It's mo- nice. I mean, most I, sports I, did I not- watch, it's like I don't get super invested in it. You know, but I have to say, and I'm not invested in this game in that I didn't really care at the end of the day. Like anything, but I was sort of being a fan or whatever on behalf of other people. But it's not like the U.S. was in the final. So like at the right. end of the day, what do I really care? But um. It was just cool to see that live. But even if you don't care about either team, then you still think about it. You still think, well, here, who do I want to win regardless? Yeah. I think even if you don't, uh, you know, you don't care, like, who it is, I guess, or you don't care about the game, you're not invested in it. But you still tend to pick people that you would prefer to win. Yeah. Yes. Anyway, that's all I had to say. About <laughs> well, that was it was it was about a twenty five minute story, but yeah. it's okay. You know, it, it's hard because you know I'm the one that that edits these shows, and so I feel like you know there's your vocal track and there's my vocal track, and you're gonna see. And this. I feel like <laughs> no, but it's just like I feel like there's way too much activity sometimes in my vocal track, and it's like oh, that's okay. I don't want to. I don't want to be like dominating the conversation. That's a, you know, listen. Yeah, I'm I'm used to it. If you ever, if you've listened to any of our live streams, no, you know, I know, you know. I, no, I know. And it's I know. okay. It's but okay. that's even somebody even said something to me, like in my Discord, about how like this podcast, like, oh, it'll be nice to hear Corey be able to speak without being like talked over constantly. <laughs> no, but that's the, I that is that's just part of the uh, that's part of the dynamic, and I, I I I like to be the man of few words. I will interject things here yeah. and there. But, it, I mean, it just comes out, like, a lot of times I just don't have as much to say. You're the icing. Yeah, remember. I guess. It's a, yeah. That's a good way to, I guess, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Did you see the mug, by the way? You didn't see I did. the mug. Oh, I've been, trying, I've been I was thinking trying to be conspicuous. It. I've been thinking about you it You see, it's time. double-sided, too. See, it's got the Pat Finnerty show with the cup of coffee on one side, and then it's just got a little PF on the other side. Right? I, I wonder if they still have them. If they're still available. You should look. I'm going Probably. to. Probably. 
I mean, these things are printed to order, so I don't think it's like there was a limited quantity. I it's see. just get one before they get shut down by those our corporate overlords at Dunkin'. Well, the problem is, is that we have too many coffee cups in this house. And oh, I have the same problem for sure. Yes. If there's if there's something that we have too many things of in this house, it's not video games. No. It is not coffee cups. Ignoring the shelves behind you. Yeah. <laughs> frame. You don't have. It is coffee cups and water bottles. Yeah. Oh, same thing here. My for kids sure. like they, and and not only that, my kids like to say, "Oh, I want a new water bottle. Can I get one of these water bottles?" And yeah. I'm always like, "Let's. All right, if we're gonna get some new ones." We need to yeah. get rid of some of the old ones. And yeah. I cannot talk my wife into getting rid of any of the old ones. She cleared space out in our pantry to stack up the water bottles that we don't even use. I, I, there, we, there's one that we have that has been dropped so many times that the bottom of it is bulging out and you can't even set it down. Yeah. And oh, it's like a, is that one of those clean canteen kind of ones where yes, it's metal? Yes, you cannot set yeah. it down or else it will fall over. Yeah. And I'm, I say, can we get rid of this? We need to get rid of we this. Can't, no. Can no, you recycle not. those? Like, can't you just put that in the recycling bin? It's metal. Maybe. I mean, I don't know. I mean, that, that's I, something. I would. So whenever but. whenever she's on here with us, you gotta, you, I want you to say why. Oh, wow. I'm so not going to do that. <laughs> Like I don't, please don't drag me into your marital disputes. All right, yeah, our marital marital disputes is all about water bottles and coffee cups. Actually, not coffee cups as much. Yeah, I feel like if that's the worst problem you have in your marriage, you have a pretty good marriage, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. So, can I tell you yeah, about? I what? feel the same way about the mugs. Just quickly, I just, but I just sometimes I buy mugs because I'm like I want to, because I specifically I'm like I want to use this mug on the show. Yeah, like this show or my other show. You can write that off on it's your. It's half taxes. the reason I got the one. Well, yes, that's true. It's <laughs> um, not not why I do it, but it's just like you know, last time I had the graphics gear mug. Yeah, because it's just like if I'm talking about PC Engine games on my show, I should be drinking out of a PC Engine mug. Yeah, I agree. And then of course, as we've discussed as we discussed on episode zero you know pat finnerty was the impetus behind this show and so what better time to drink out of a pat finnerty show mug i I, i'm gonna say right here that i think that at some point yeah in our lifetimes we'll be we'll be able to have him on here yeah i mean i'm I'm, I'm throwing the throwing the gauntlet down saying you know if if there's there's two people that are like top of my list who I would love to have on here. It's going to be Pat Finnerty and Tim Rogers. Yeah. Those are the two people that I want on this this podcast at some point. It's funny you said that cuz I've been watching a bunch of those Tim Rogers videos which you you were, hadn't I'd, really seen before. Uh, you hadn't really I'd seen any of his stuff. I'd never heard of him before. Oh. But but watching those, I, the thought also occurred to me. I was like, oh, we should try to get this guy on our show. So you should listen to his podcast that he does with a few other people. He does it with Frank Cifaldi. He's like good longtime friends with Frank. Like they've known right, each other. Know. What's the, sh- what's uh, it's the podcast? It's called Insert Credit. How do I not know about this stuff? But that, that podcast is very much like this, but where they just where people send in questions, and it's just like random yeah. questions. But all their questions are video game focused. Okay. But it's just random questions every time. There's something like 200-some episodes of it. Oh, wow. All right. See, that's part of our problem, I feel like, is I I want us to get some more episodes under our belt. 
so before that, we start reaching out to heavy hitters yeah. because then we seem more established. You know, I, I mean, I feel like we can just say, Hey dude, I'm the classic gaming quarterly dude. He's the, my life in gaming dude. Like we're not, you know, just randos off the street, you know, yeah. but at the same time, I feel like if we have more of an established show, it's easier to go to some of these people and say, Hey, you should come on our show. Yes. That would be, that'd be nice. That'd be nice. I mean, there's, there's a, a, a big list of people that I would like to have on, but I'd say that those two are, are easily at the top. Yeah. So before I interrupted with my mug thing, you seem like you wanted to say something. Uh, so it's just because we were talking about. Uh, I, I'd mentioned my wife, and we are uh, going to do like a sleep study. I th- I kind of realized that um, I think my wife and and me to some extent have sleep apnea. Mm-hmm. Uh, I kind of realized it last week. Where I I don't know I woke up at 4 a.m. for whatever reason and I noticed that my wife was like breathing really heavy and then she'd like snore a bit and then wake up and move and then yeah and, and it happened like 15 times in a half hour and then she that, like the next day when we were driving back we were at our parents' house driving back and she said I'm just so tired can you can you drive the rest of the way because I I'm too tired yeah and. You know, based on the things that I had realized, like just heard about, uh, I said, I'm going to call and I'm going to get us appointments to go in there and talk to somebody about it. Because I think that to some extent I have it, but I, I don't think that I really snore, but I have very specific instances where I will fall asleep on my back and I will have a very, very quick and horrifying nightmare before i wake up and then i turn on my side and then i sleep fine throughout the throughout the night Hmm. and i read some stuff about sleep apnea about how it was depicted as like a uh, like a demon or dark shadow figure like sitting yeah nelly it's all right it's no big deal (laughs) it's fine uh sitting on my on my you know like on on a person's chest like that is how before they knew right. what it was. That's how. Because some was, people think that their house is like haunted and there's demons, and it's no, it's it's just sleep apnea. Yeah, it's this weird. Yeah. You're not not enough oxygen is oxygen is getting to your brain. Yeah, I'm not saying your house can't be haunted. I'm just saying if it's something specific like that, it's because you have sleep apnea. Yes. Yeah. So I sorry about my dog. She was barking. It's really not a big deal. I'm sorry. trying to get her to come over here. Maybe she'd like to make an appearance, but. Yeah. She's going to start eating this. And, oh, <laughs> and she, dra- she just dragged something out. Of- what did she drag out? It's a it's a hoary Hopefully. N64 controller. Nellie, oh, come God. on. Oh, <laughs> God. It's funny. I was going to make the joke. Uh, maybe it's a N64 game, and then it's okay. But come here. If that's the hoary mini pad, that's not cool. It is. And it's, it's a real tell her to chew on. Tell her to chew on regular N64 controllers. Nellie, come here. So now I'm gonna have to edit this out. See, no, no, no. Create, I, I think I think it's more fun work for me. I think it's more fun to, yeah. to have this be part of it. it it'd be it'd be uh, even more fun if she chewed up that controller. Yeah, she's she's just laying reaction. there looking at it. She's yeah. thinking about it. See now, you're, but see now you're gonna be all nervous. No. that she's gonna chew it and you're not gonna know. I can go and pick it up. Really, I just want. You, you can just buy a new one, right? Because you can write it off on your taxes, like you just said. Well, the thing is, is that this is is an extra one. Yeah, uh, we mentioned them on like a, on one of our live stream, and I think that somebody uh, 
had a like a secret resource for them in Japan and oh. sent us like four of them each. Was it super potato? Because that's not a very secret resource at all. No, I, I have no idea. Okay. They sent you how many of them? Sent, sent us like four of them, like oh, each. Wow. That's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah. So I put that over I there. I don't ever need more than one. I've, I've made like a stack of things that I want to like give away over time. So I'm, yeah. I said, I'm just going to put one of these in that stack. Yeah. Oh, hang on a second. Not, let me just grab her. Uh-huh. Nellie, you need to stay out of that. See, this is what always creates work for me, see, because now oh, we're over here. Now I have to edit this out, probably. What's actually probably going to happen is that I'm going to forget to edit it out, and then you're all going to hear it. Uh, all right, I don't know what's going on. He can't hear me because, all right, now I have to shut up. What? Huh? Nothing. So I, I gave her the my my neck pillow that, that oh, she likes to do. Nice it's it's funny because she'll like get her her head stuck in it. Yeah, yeah. And it's very hey. rewarding to see that happen. Yeah. So are, are, do you have more to say about your sleep apnea? No. Or? So I I will bring are it you up guys again. Get matching matching CPAP machines. Uh, I don't know. I'm I'm more concerned about her getting it first so she's going on yeah. the uh let me look at my schedule here on january 17th because the the place at the hospital here that does the testing for it is only there every other tuesday that seems odd because i feel like <laughs> sleep apnea is a pretty major issue yes yeah so i'll be i'll be curious uh yeah and i i it's just it has me wondering that i wonder how long she has been suffering from this because her i i feel as though her father definitely has the same problem where he, I mean, he is a very, very heavy snorer, and uh, apparently he like wakes up a lot and adjusts himself and everything. And I wonder if uh, how long it's it's been affecting people, and they're just tired all the yeah. time. And I wonder sure. if if like after getting a CPAP and seeing if it if it helps, yeah. you realize I've lived my whole life. Being like yeah. so tired, and I almost feel like I've wasted so much of my life being so tired. Yeah. Well, yes. I mean, anything that solves that would be good, right? Yes. I feel like I'm such a light sleeper. I don't think I could sleep. I mean, I don't, first of all, I don't believe I have sleep apnea, but mm -hmm. uh, I don't see how I could sleep with one of those things. I just feel like you're trading one thing that's keeping you. Like, if I have to wear like a freaking fighter pilot mask with a gigantic hose on it, to sleep yeah there's no way i would sleep i mean is that what they all look like i wonder if there is i don't i'm sure i am very out of touch with you know current trends in sleep apnea remediation technologies but uh, well it'll be it'll be interesting i yeah. i wonder if the technology has improved that the masks aren't so huge or if it's something else yeah but hey uh we're about 45 minutes <laughs> into the show now so which I, I think what better time than now for uh, the second installment of Does It Slap or Should We Eat It? All right. I, I've been thinking about what you could possibly come up with, and I have no idea, I'm sure. Well, so let me tell you real quick. Here's what I did. Because I spent a few days, I would say, kind of thinking about trying to come up with three things. And I had a very hard time coming up with three 
because I feel like I'm trying to come up with like a little triad of things, right? Yeah. And it's like, oh, and they, they can't have anything to do with each other. And I started overthinking it. So I just threw all that out. And I'm like, I don't want to do this anymore. So what I did instead is, uh, and maybe this will help you. Maybe you think this is not cool. I don't know. So I, I started a new spreadsheet on my computer. And it just has two columns. Mm-hmm. It has the slaps column. Mm-hmm. And it has the yeets column. Okay. Right? And then I'm just putting just things that I think are cool. In the slaps column and things that I think suck in in the yeets column. And one thing I noticed that I thought was very interesting is I feel like it's far easier to fill up a column full of things that – because it's not about me, right? Like Mm -hmm. I can't just think of things that are specific for me that I like or things that I don't like, right? And so like I'm trying to think of things that are more like generally relatable. And I feel like – you know, everybody is an individual and we all have, you know, our own personal taste. But I think that there are far more things that we can all agree are bad, right? Like like cavities, yeah. right? Like yeah. having a cavity drilled. Okay, everybody hates having a cavity drilled, right? Yeah. But, uh, you know, mushroom, raw mushrooms on a salad, right? Some people think that's awesome. Other people might rather have a cavity drilled out than have to eat that. That's true. So I just thought that was kind of interesting. It's harder to fill up the slaps column, right? Yeah. So so anyway, so I got a bunch of stuff in this column. And then what I'm doing or what I did this morning before we start recording is I just take that whole column and I copy it. I take it over to random.org, which is a <laughs> uh, list randomizer. <laughs> and I just put the whole thing in there and I hit randomize. And I just kind of keep hitting randomize until I get the three things at the top that I think, okay, because, like, this morning I did it the first time, and all three of them were food items. Okay. Yeah, you don't want it to be I'm like, the well, same that's... thing. Yeah. Right, right. Because you said you wanted them to be completely unrelated things. So I'm like, okay, no problem. <laughs> you just you just keep hitting randomize until you get three things. You're like, okay, that's a pretty good uh, grouping. And so then really the only decision for me on, on any day when it's my turn is just, okay, do I want to be positive today or are we going to go negative? Yeah. You know, are we going to talk about hangnails or are we going to talk about poutine? You know, right. So anyway, I decided to go positive today. Okay. Let's start off on a positive note. The world okay, can so use, always are, use a little positivity. So that's what I'm saying. Okay, so here are your three things for segment number two of Does it slap, or should we eat it? <laughs> number one, Cheers, the TV show. Ted oh, Danson, Shelley Long, yeah. John Ratzenberger, George Went, Woody Harrelson, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Mm-hmm. Uh, in fact, didn't Kirstie Alley just pass away? She did, yeah. That was crazy. I had a huge crush on her when she was on Cheers, and now she's... That seems weird when people that you used to have a crush on die. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's definitely pretty weird. I I mean, I don't know if I <clears throat> if I did, but I, I had heard that she was not not the, the greatest person in, yeah. in, the, in the ending. Well, not by our standards Years, anyway, yeah. but... Uh, okay, so and you kind of did this to me where I feel like you gave me three things where one of them was like obviously like, well, that one's easy to throw out. So maybe I'm giving you one back. I'm not sure. So number one was cheers. Number two, cars with manual transmissions. Okay. Because I, I know we talked about that before, but I don't really remember you having a strong opinion. So mm-hmm. um, yeah. So that's number two. Number three, peanut M&Ms. All right. 
I definitely throw, I definitely yeet peanut, peanut, peanut M&Ms. Really? See, now that I'm very shocked. Yeah, I, I just don't really, if, if they are my least preferred uh, oh, wow. of, of the M&Ms, you know, I will see, I will take it. This is why I think this is a cool segment. Yeah. This is how you get to know people, right? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And I'm not saying that I would never eat uh, peanut M&Ms. If they are the only thing around, sure. But you're saying you think they're the worst variant of M&Ms. Yes. I, okay. I would eat any other any kind of M&Ms and, or Reese's Pieces over peanut M&Ms. Reese's Pieces? Yeah. They're just Reese's Pieces. Re- right. Anyway. Well, we, we, right. I oh, wanna, yeah, Reese's Pieces. You know what? Yeah. Okay. That's, I want to go back and I want to revisit the M&Ms thing after we get done with this segment. But uh, <laughs> All right. Uh, so, hmm. I would probably also eat Cheers. Not, not, even though I don't have a manual transmission, uh, I think that they are forever cooler than the other two things. Okay. You know, even though yeah. I, you know, I, I can drive a manual transmission, uh, yeah. I do not because it just, it seems like when there's kids in the car or something like that, there's a lot of other things that I'd rather be, I might need to sure. be doing with my hands. Sure. Uh, you know, it's picking up stuff off the floor or like off the floor of the car, you know, and th- yeah. just things I cannot possibly be doing with, with kids in the car. Uh, but I think that they, it's, it's forever, like they are forever, like really badass and cool. Yeah. Wow. And all right. I mean, that's, that's all of it. That's surprising. I figured you were going to throw out the manual transmit. I figured that was like the N64 controller for me. Like, <laughs> I don't care about that. And I felt like, cause asking me to pick between cheers and peanut M&Ms is like asking me to pick between, you know, two kids that I don't have. But if I did, <laughs> um, Okay, so anyway, so if we can get back to M&M's then sure. for a second. And actually, since you brought this up, okay, so here's what I would like, if you could please do this for me, is rank the, the M&M's variants from, just give me like the top three or whatever, but also insert Reese's Pieces in there somewhere. Uh, I, I would probably put Reese's Pieces or Reese's Pieces. I don't know if that's why, yeah. if that's something that I just like, said growing up or i heard someplace yeah. growing up and that's just always what i've called them i don't okay. know uh i would probably put those at the top honestly okay. yeah uh and i would put regular m&ms if there's dark chocolate i'd probably put dark chocolate m&ms like, do they make like just plain m&ms that are dark chocolate i'm, I'm sure that they do i'm pretty sure that I, they do i've never that sounds pretty good yeah i'd try that yeah. uh and uh, like mint M and M's, I would definitely put over over. Okay, peanut. I'm not sure I've had those either. Yeah, I mean they're just mint, mint I, chocolate. Yeah, you know? I can imagine. I can imagine. Yeah. Uh, is there what ones am I missing out on? Well, I think. Okay, well peanut, but you already said that's the worst. Uh, almond. There's peanut butter. Okay, well uh, peanut butter pre- and, and Reese's Pieces are, are basically the same. Well, no, they're not because because. Peanut butter M and M's are still chocolate. They just have they have peanut butter in the middle. Oh, so it's just like has a little 
injection of peanut butter in the middle. Yeah, but they're pretty big. I mean, you still get quite a bit of chocolate. And then the peanut butter in the middle, I think, is very similar to like the peanut butter that's in a Reese's peanut butter. That cup. sounds incredible. Oh, they're, they're, that's probably my low key. Like, I feel like I have to say that peanut M&Ms are my favorite because like, you know, I feel like you have to say that if you want to live and function in a normal society. But if, secretly, I think like I like peanut butter M&Ms uh, better. I, I feel as though I need to get some of those. I think you should. They're really good. So what did I say? Did I say the caramel? There's caramel. There's brownie. There's one that has a little cookie piece inside. Oh, man. Pretzel, I think I already said. Pretzel's oh, cool because you get that a little sweet and salty thing going on. All these yeah. sound better than peanut. You seem kind of M&M's ignorant, if I may say. Maybe so, yeah. Like, I feel like, you know, you got the house to yourself there for a day or two. I, I feel like maybe you should, you know, drive over to Target and pick up some... Expand your M&M horizons yeah, a little well. bit. Get some Reese's Pieces while you're in there. Get, I could do that. and Get those as and, a And then cleanser. feel immediately like garbage about yeah. eating just exorbitant amounts of chocolate by myself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's Christmas, man. You gotta, I, I, yeah. You got to do it up. And I, uh, and I would... Right. But it's just yeah. like for some reason I cannot seem to stop gaining weight, and it's not uh, on purpose, obviously. Well, first of all, you look fine to me, and second of all, it's the weight gaining time of year. So yeah, don't be so hard on yourself. You know, you'll have Christmas will be over soon. You'll have plenty of time to to shed a few pounds afterwards. You know, this is the time to enjoy yourself. Oh, she has a sweater. She has a sweater on. We just want to. You named her after N- Nelly Furtado, right? Because you said that your "I Am Like a Bird" was the song that you and your wife danced to. It was your first dance at your wedding, right? <laughs> no, that that was that was "Hey Man." No, just kidding. Yeah. Just kidding. Like that's that's I a, was that's so Nelly worried Furtado song. Or uh, she's named after what is that? The one that she did with Timbaland. Is that promiscuous girl? That's 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 what she's what why she's named that. I don't know. You had me so nervous after we di- after we finished the last episode about the whole zebra head thing. Oh well, you were you're... like, "Am I wrong? Is that did they not do that song, that Get Back song?" I'm like, "Cause that was the only to me in my mind. I was like, that's the only song I know of theirs." And it's like, <laughs> if I'm not even right with the band, like, no, you, so you I was were, relieved you... when I looked it up. Yeah, you know, you know uh, <laughs> my friend Chris, who's going to be on here in a couple weeks here. He's like, you know, I I love listening to the podcast because I'm just like sitting here waiting for the next nostalgia bomb that's gonna you're, yeah. you're gonna hit me with, yeah, <laughs> and you know, Zebrahead was definitely one for him. Yeah. So uh, unless you have something else you want to talk about, well, so I I, 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 I feel as though I need to explore these the M M&M and M options, you know, please. So. I do you think less of me because I've I don't like peanut M and M's like I I like them but they are the my least preferred or favorite kind for sure. But it also it just and I, well, and I first like of all, No, I'm not going to feel I'm not going to think less of someone because they don't like a certain <laughs> food. But um, it just sounds to me like you haven't had that many M and M's. So, but. But I would say, like, but you to said me, brownies? It's like, if, if, like, that sounds incredible. Yeah, there's a brownie. I, I feel... Like, 
as though I like I'm just missing out on a huge part of my life. Yeah, I think you are too. But uh, it just, but clearly, you know, you just said you just said, well, I like them, right? But clearly, you're not excited about like peanut M and M. Like if I'm gonna go into a store, like I want some candy, mm-hmm. right? And I'm gonna go into like a convenience store or whatever. Like peanut M and M's would be like one of my go tos. Like I'm not, you know, I go in there. There's no way I'm getting like an Abba Zaba or something like that. Like there's certain things that I'm just not. Those are not even under consideration, right? So it's like you go in there, and you're like, well, what kind of a mood am I in? Do I want some Reese's peanut butter cups? Do I want some peanut M and M's? Do they even have peanut butter M and M's, which you can't find everywhere? You know, maybe I'm maybe today's a Twix kind of day. Yeah. But it sounds to me like you're not, you know, like the store's got to be sold out of most everything before you would slum it and have peanut m&ms which is fine i yeah they'd have to be really sold out they'd have to be sold out of everything else basically and also i would have to have some insatiable like need to have candy is i would probably not get anything before i only all right could get yeah peanut m&ms that's fine i understand (laughs) you're you're it looks like you're like taking a note about it you're like writing something down you're like this yeah, this, I'm ri- this, I'm ri- this guy <laughs> i'm gonna write like a kitty kelly-esque tell-all book about you <laughs> and s- sell it on my website um, well I, I and but you know you would you would you would keep cheers around or no i mean do you have a lot of nostalgia for cheers the the show oh yeah that was like i yeah I, that's one of my all-time favorite sitcoms. Might yeah. be my all-time favorite sitcom, yeah. actually. You know, it's yeah. it's it's up there. And you know, I didn't watch it every week, obviously, uh, but I've seen it a lot. Yeah. And I think the the finale for that was on. I would. What year was that? Like ninety three. It was like the last year it was on, or is mm, that? I think it was sooner than that because I believe I was a freshman. Okay. So I think it was ninety two. Okay. So I was close. I was close. I mean, yeah. I. I, I think that that's probably a show if I go back and watch now, I'd probably appreciate a lot more about it. Yeah. My thing with Cheers, it's funny because when, so when I was, you know, I, I was watching Cheers. Well, I was watching it like all along, I guess, you know, with my parents or whatever on Thursday nights. But, um, you know, Cheers was like a heavy syndication yeah. when I was like a preteen and a teenager. And so like when I was when I was in like junior high and high school, they they showed an episode of Cheers every night. You know, and I would yeah. watch it every every night. You know, and um, it's better if you don't hit the microphone. Yeah, I know. I'm not trying to. Um, I just wanted to get her on yeah, camera a little bit. I know she's very adorable. <laughs> this is the kind of thing you know. If you're not a Patreon supporter, there's a cute dog, and you don't get to watch it right now. Yeah, so you you got to wait a month to see it. Right to see this dog. Um. Anyway, what I was going to say though is like so when I used to watch it when I was younger, you know, probably partially, like I said, I had a little crush on on Kirstie Alley's character Rebecca, mm-hmm. but I I really 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 disliked Shelley Long's character Diane, and she was like, she I, was in it I first, really really like yeah, she was in like the first couple of three seasons, yeah, and I I like you know if because you know that's how syndication works, right? They they go they play every episode in order. And then they go back to episode number one right. and just do it do it all over again, and so if we were in like a time where it's like oh we got Shelley Long episodes on, you know, oftentimes I'd be like yeah maybe I'll throw some Mega Man Six on or something instead <laughs> yeah. you know I'm not really into this, 
And it's funny how, like, if I go back and watch the show now, I, I see that. I see that show completely differently. And, like, I think that, like, Shelley Long's character was actually far more interesting yeah. than uh, Kirstie Alley's. And I think that, like, the relationship, that Sam and Diane relationship was was more interesting but it's all it's funny like watching that show now i realize how like sort of abusive he was to her and and maybe when i was younger and i watched i didn't care because i didn't like her Mm -hmm. and so when he was mean to her i was just like good like i don't like you you know but watching it as an adult i I have kind of the opposite you know (laughs) reaction you know especially because you know she's like a college student she's much younger than he is yeah i don't know it's Sometimes watching some of that, you know, I kind of cringe a little bit, you know, that you're someone just treating somebody else that way. And it's supposed to be like a comedy show. Yeah. Like that's not really even that fun. And I don't think that's like, you know, modern day, you know, PC kind of stuff that some people don't like. It's just like, you know, he's literally being abusive to her. So Mm. I should go back and and watch watch some of those. I'm pretty sure they're streaming someplace. Plus, uh, uh, the character of Ernie Pantuso, coach, <laughs> oh yeah, is one of my all-time favorite television characters, hmm. and especially as sort of like a not, I mean, he's not a minor character, but you know, he's a you know supporting, supporting character. Yeah, and uh, I just I just think he's awesome. So what so. did what did you think about the the Frasier show when it was on? Did you watch any of that? Yeah, I think Frasier's a good show. Yeah, yeah, I didn't. I, I didn't. I didn't watch any of it. Like, it, if it came on, because that was on yeah. Thursday night, that took over for that to, I, after I when it ended, and that yeah. was on for a long time too. It's just that I always felt like he was basically the least interesting character on the show. Really? But oh, but never... that's that is just coming from the mind of a kid that was you know in in junior high at the time. Well, yeah, that's. Probably when I was a kid, I didn't think Frazier was. But if you watch the show as an adult, I think that Frazier's actually quite an interesting person. Mm-hmm. And um, and I think that that show, the Frazier show, was a, was a really good show. And I, I like the fact that it's like, yeah, it's this character. It's this established character that people like. We're going to have him still have a show. Yeah. But at the same time, they completely extracted him from the Cheers world and said, okay, well, you're going to move to Seattle and have your own whole new storyline. Yeah. And I think that was a, a good decision as far as like... Did any of the Cheers people know, ever show up on the show? I'm sure they did. Yeah, there, there would be little like guests like, oh, you know, you know, Lilith is going to be on or whatever. Mm-hmm. There was a few instances of that. I think Norm was on the show one time. Yeah. But it was kind of few and far between. You know, there's maybe... Here's a little bit of fan service for Cheers fans, but it was like... Like I said, they really separated that show out from from the cheers world and i think that was a, a good thing yeah it's it's interesting looking at that now because there is this brief period of time where woody harrelson like who was probably like is probably the most i uh, i don't know if he's the most successful out of everybody that was yeah. on that show maybe but i mean because i mean it's him and ted danson right? yeah, the only... yeah for sure for sure, yeah. sure, but I, you know, Ted Danson seems to have a pretty good uh, television career now. I never watched yeah. uh, the bad, or the Good Place. He was on that. I guess that was really, yeah. really good. I never, yeah. Uh, I, th- I feel like the only thing I ever really, aside from I saw a movie or two that he was in, uh, you know, I enjoyed his guest appearances on Curb Your Enthusiasm. 
Oh, okay. That's something I've never seen. I should really watch that on 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 the Max. Uh, I don't on the HBO Max. I mean, maybe. I mean, I don't because you're not really that into Seinfeld. Like I, you know, I was huge into Seinfeld, and so people would tell me like, "Oh, you have to watch Curb Your Enthusiasm." But as we've discussed before, telling me that, "Oh, you have to watch whatever." is going to get me to not watch it. But yeah. in the case of Curb Your Enthusiasm, it was like you had to have HBO or whatever, yeah. so you couldn't watch it. And then uh, I think it went through a period of time where it was on like Amazon or it was somewhere mm-hmm. else that I already had. And so I, I went ahead and started watching it. And, and I I love I think that show is better than Seinfeld, personally. Okay. Well, but like it's, it's the same style of humor. Like if you liked, right. you know, here's a bunch of deplorable, awful people. Yeah. But it's about him then, as the writer of this show. Of that show, yeah, it's part of the show is the the backstory of his character. He's playing himself. He's Larry David, and yeah. yes, he used to be the guy that wrote Seinfeld. So right, see that yeah. that kind of meta ness of it is is pretty interesting, I think. And that yeah. I feel that's something that you could probably put on in the background and do other stuff while you watch it, or you got to really is they have a very uh, central storyline that you got to you got to follow pretty closely. No, it, it definitely doesn't have a central storyline, but I think I would have a hard time putting on Curb Your Enthusiasm and not paying attention to it. Okay. I, mean, I feel like at least each episode, it's like, if you don't know what's going on, then, you know, why is Larry visiting Shaq in the hospital? What happened? You know, like you have to have known what happened or you don't know what happened, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> why is, 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 does he visit Shaq in the hospital? Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Peanut butter. Anybody that watches Curb Your Enthusiasm knows. Is peanut butter a dairy product? Wink, wink. Okay. Anyway, um, how did we get onto that? Oh, because of Cheers, right? Yeah. yeah. No, it's a good show. You should check it out. But I think now you have to have HBO or maybe, like you said, maybe it's on whatever the Cinemax. I always thought HBO and Cinemax were kind of the same company. I guess I was wrong. Like, yeah. you have to have it, a subscription to them separately. Right. But it, I always felt like. Like, I'm not going to do that. Certain movies that would be on HBO would later on be on Cinemax. And, uh, like, yeah. and Showtime was the one that was always the one out. And, you know, I remember oh. that because growing up, Showtime was channel 15, HBO was channel 16, oh. and Cinemax uh-huh. was channel 17. And, uh, so I don't know. I just, it just, I always felt like the, the Showtime was the odd one out. Uh-huh. And, uh, the other two, I always felt like they were in cahoots with each other to to go against uh Showtime. Uh but you know conspiracy. but 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 you know Cinemax would show the the adult movies at, starting at about Yeah, I was going to say that's all I when I hear Cinemax all I think of is Cinemax. Yeah. You know, because I and trying trying to stay up late enough to watch like one of those Emmanuel movies or something. Oh, yeah. Just being tired. Yeah. Yeah, and then you know, then you try to if you know, HBO tried to do something like that. It was always like real sex, and it's like, oh, I don't want to watch like these gross normal people, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> documentary style yeah, things, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like doing like real things, like just yeah. normal people, <laughs> right? That's just gross. <sighs> so, um, so I've been working on the next uh, magazine read through, you know? Yeah. I was trying to have another one done by Christmas, but it's just not going to happen. But mm-hmm. um, I picked this issue of, uh, you know, PSM. Oh, cool. Yeah. So, because um, they, they would do uh, holiday issues. 
and uh, like the December issue every year was yeah. like literally they said like oh it's our holiday special you know EGM would have their quote unquote holiday issue where mm-hmm. it was like a phone book but I'm saying like with PSM it was like they got the cover was all Christmassy yeah. and they would have like a holiday buyer's guide and you know whatever and so I started you know I started working on that you know and so I've been recording a bunch of gameplay footage of PlayStation games this week which which already just makes me happy because I love playing the PlayStation. Are you but, uh, are you using your real system for it? Or are you using the uh, the Mister no, Core at this I'm point? Still still using the Mister. Sorry. Oh no, that's that that makes um, sense because the Mister Core is so good at this point. It's very 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 good. But I'm glad you asked that though because that's kind of what I was getting at. Mm-hmm. Is just like, you know, I I feel like I finally have a setup that I'm not I'm not just happy with it. Like I'm like like I love it. Yeah. Um. So I got, you know, upstairs, you know, in my quote unquote office or whatever. That's like that's where my editing computer is, which is a Macintosh. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I only mentioned that because, you know, that was causing problems for a while because I was having issues trying to record gameplay footage in a way that I was happy with uh, on the Mac until I, you know, reached out and had Joe help me and now now I'm all set. But so, you know, so I've got my my, got my iMac there. I've got uh, the Mister sitting on the desk. And then just to the right of that, I have like a little uh, 13-inch PVM. But then uh, I also took my shit stack up there, uh, S-C-H-I-I-T stack, because I don't like to, not as comfortable just throwing around curse words on the show as you are. But uh, so it's this company, I think we talked about it before, though, this company Shit Audio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, they lean into that, by the way. Oh, but, uh, as they should. So, you know, yeah. But so it's like it's a little uh, digital to audio, a digital to analog converter, excuse me, and then a headphone amp. And that's like you put those together and people call that the the little shit stack. (laughs) And um, so (laughs) and so so I have those up on my desk and the and the the DAC is really cool because it's a little tiny box, but it uh, has on the back. It has a USB input. It has a, a SPDIF coaxial input, which I don't use. And then it has the Toslink. Uh, uh, optical input. Yeah, and uh, so I have the little the little stack sitting there, and I've got a USB cable running to my computer, because then you can have the computer configured to use that as its audio output device. Yeah, and then I have an optical cable running into the optical jack from the Mister, mm-hmm. and uh, and then I've got you know, I've got my nice Sennheiser headphones that I bought a while back sitting up there. And so, like, I can just sit in my chair. I can play PlayStation or whatever. Like this week, it's PlayStation. Like on the PVM, while you know the the HDMI output is going through a capture card and over to the Macintosh, and I, I'm playing, you know, PlayStation, and and I have the perfect, you know, digital sound uh, in in my ear. And I've never, I don't think I'd ever really played PlayStation before with headphones on. Mm-hmm. And uh, you just, I think you you pick out stuff that you know maybe I didn't hear before. You know, like right. when I was, when I had the PlayStation when I was like a young adult, it was just like plugged into the TV. Exactly, right? so, exactly. You know. And you probably realize like, man, like they they don't make game music like this anymore. There's the like the PS One hits this sweet spot I think with the the music that was in games, where it's, yeah. you know, it's pre. Uh, just like these orchest- orchestral scores that all basically sound the same, like movie scores. Yeah. But uh, it starts out, uh, the generation started out with some of this like Red Book audio that, you know, I, I think of like Sega CD games sound a lot like that. And then using like the, the systems like MIDI 
capabilities like what you used for like Final Fantasy 7 and stuff. It's just yeah. A- after after that generation, things like really changed, I think, in terms of game music. Yeah. I agree. And audio in general. So, yeah. So I've been really enjoying like, you know, playing those games with the with the headphones, mm-hmm. you know. Um and but then it's awesome because then like you know I have the title desktop app uh, on my computer and so if I want to just listen to some I can sit in my chair if I want to like load up an album or something yeah I just flip the switch on the front of the DAC to the USB input and I can listen to you know uh, uh, high resolution music through the same the same headphones mm-hmm. and then the headphone amp is also a pass through it's like a preamp so it's not a pass through it's a preamp so like I can hook my powered monitors up to the back of the headphone amp. And if you unplug the headphones, then it'll automatically send the audio out to your your speakers. That's awesome. It's just a really – it's like if you had told me, you know, because in like 1998 or whatever, in the late 90s, I was sitting on the floor of my bedroom, you know, playing PlayStation and, you know, composite video at best, Mm -hmm. you know, on my TV and just getting the the audio probably not even in stereo out of the speaker on the side of the TV. And I was, you know – playing while I was downloading a bunch of mp3s off of Napster <laughs> and you know and here I am you know 20 some odd years later sitting in my nice comfortable chair I can stream uh, any music I want pretty much and and play any PlayStation game I want uh, in you know the highest uh, visual quality possible and last thing uh, I have I bought a PS I, I mentioned this before maybe I have a PS5 controller that like that's oh. what I use oh, cool. for playing yeah. the PlayStation Core, and like I don't have a PlayStation Five, so like I just went to Target and just bought a PS Five controller. Mm-hmm. And it, as far as PlayStation controllers go, it's like the most comfortable yeah. controller that Sony has ever made, and it's it's just great mm-hmm. for uh, playing PS One games. And that's also I think that one has like the lowest lag uh, out of. Yeah, I looked it up. It's supposed to have. I mean, I don't. I don't think I'm sensitive to like controller yeah, lag me, personally. Me I mean, display lag is different if it's bad enough, of course. But yeah, I've never had a controller where I felt like I was getting lag or whatever. But uh, it's just a super comfortable controller. And then whatever that big, you know, it's like the that panel or whatever on the front of the controller that I think is also touch sensitive, but it's also like a big gigantic button. Oh yeah, and you um, can use that as a mouse in certain games. I think. Okay, I didn't even know that, so that's cool. Yeah, I but think, I just yeah. use that if I need to switch between an analog controller and a digital controller. Like that's, I just have it where I just press that big gigantic thing, oh. <laughs> and it'll switch to being like a like the core will see it as like a Dual Shock. Yeah, yeah. Instead of seeing it as just a regular digital controller. Nice. Yeah. Let's. Well, I. It's like it's just one of those things you could never imagine, I guess. And yep. and even if you did imagine it, it would be completely different than what it ended up being probably yeah well i just i remember this would have been like in the early 90s but i don't know if you remember there was like this at&t commercial or i think it was actually a series of at&t commercials and uh, i think they were narrated by um oh gosh what's his name who played magnum pi oh tom Selleck. yeah Mm -hmm. i think he was the one that that narrated these commercials and it was just like talking about all these things that were going to happen in the future, you know, and that AT&T is the one that was going to bring him to you. <laughs> and like, I remember one of them was like some lady goes into a phone booth, but it's like a video call, 
Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. You know, and I'm like, this is I'm watching this, and it's like probably like 1991, 1992, right? So you're watching that, and I'm like, yeah, like that's ever gonna happen. Like that's like, (laughs) well, I mean, that's like Jetson stuff. But that was in 2001, A Space Odyssey, which came out like 68. Yeah, but that's like that's a fantasy movie, Corey. That's like you know, I wasn't. Well, I I watched the idea and think that those things are gonna happen. Was that this was in the the commercial? Yeah. But this was literally a commercial that from a tech company telling you, oh, yeah, these are things that are going to happen. But they, at the time, yeah. seemed so fantastical. But so the reason I what reminded me is it literally had like some kids in a living room, like using their remote control on their TV to pick a movie that they wanted to watch. <laughs> like, oh, we're scrolling through this list of movies and we're going to pick one. And it's like, oh, you'll be able to disorder a movie on your TV. And at and is the one. And I'm like, what? You're crazy. Like, how could that have? That would be so awesome if you could just. That's never going to happen. Well, they knew. You know, and, and, and here we are, you know? Yeah. Uh, I was going to say something and I totally lost it. Because I talked over you. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, I don't know. Was it about Tom Selleck? No, it wasn't about Tom Selleck. It was just, uh, oh, I was going to say, you know, when you're a kid, you could never imagine, you know, like enjoying the setup that you were that you were currently playing on because you were probably thinking it was going to be like one of those uh, ads where you could get the ultimate gaming setup. That's what you thought you were going to be playing on or something like that. Probably. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. The the uh where you fill out the word puzzle and you could yeah yes yeah those were scam someone told me that those were scams oh i don't because i've talked about them on like when i do a read through like oh here's this thing again you know and someone left a comment and i think they even left the link there is like oh no it turned out that these were these were a scam that's crazy because they were they were in everything in every game magazine yeah like the, I guess the way those worked, because you know, you'd see there was that little word puzzle, and you could see like this is a very easy word puzzle. Mm-hmm. Is that you know you would fill out the word puzzle and send in some money with it, <laughs> and then anybody who got it right, the company would send them back like here's a more difficult word puzzle, and then you have to do that one, but then you have to send them some more money. Like okay, <laughs> yeah, here's, yeah, I filled yeah. out this more difficult puzzle, and here's like another four dollars every time. Yeah, and they would keep doing that. Like and then now you're gonna get an even harder one. And so, you know, they kept getting more and more and more money out of you, but then, like, nobody ever actually won that stuff. They just had that one setup. Or they probably, they had no problem buying that setup with all the money they were getting for entries, probably. And it's yeah, probably right. just in the owner of, like, the head of the company's house in their living right. room. That was probably that was probably his living room. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, you want to go ahead and read one of those emails, see where we're at with one of those? Sure. Let's let's do let's let's do that. Uh, how am I going to do that? Let me see here. I didn't know we were going to do that, so. Well, I just thought I didn't I didn't I didn't I didn't prepare a, a question. And no, and no, no, no you're fine. Already... I just like I, I don't think I'm signed in. Oh, I am. Never mind. All right, we're good. All right. I didn't know if I could sign into our Gmail on my uh, iPad here. I don't like using my uh, keyboard and mouse just because it's noisy. Yeah. Do you, are you you prefer mechanical keyboards? Do you have a mechanical keyboard? Uh, yeah, I, I just think they're easier to type on. It's not. I'm not like one of these like snobs. I mean, I just. Yeah, it is a lot you easier. Know, to you talk can on, get type on. you can get such cheap mechanical. You know, it's got knockoff. You know, cherry switches in it. Yeah. You know, I got it on Amazon for like thirty, but the keys light up. Which is nice because if I want to have it dark down here in the basement, um, 
All right, so I'm just going to go with the oldest one. Okay. I feel like that's fair. Yes. Okay. So this is from uh, Andrew. I won't say his last name, but I'll say that uh, uh, he does hang out in uh, my Discord. Mm-hmm. As he's uh, Retro Andy. Okay. Or uh, or Andy. Randy, if you want to call, if you want to make a portmanteau out of his name, you can just call him Randy, even though he's Randy. Andy. Uh, and he does, he makes YouTube videos. Uh, he also has a cool. Oh, so he didn't. He didn't put any of this in the email. It's not like he's trying to get me to promote his stuff. Mm-hmm. I just think that he's cool. So he has a blog called uh, Retro Gaming Randomness. Okay. I yeah, believe yeah, it yeah. is. I, I, I have it's either a, Retro Gaming or Retro Gamer I have Randomness. A, but I, I think that he sent me a, uh, a, a sticker. A sticker? Yeah, it's on one of my... Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. I've got one of those. I'm on my PVMs. Oh, nice. Um, like he, he like reviewed like every single shooter on like the PC engine. Dang. He ranked, he like, or he ranked them. Oof. So I thought that was cool. Um, oh, well, speak of the devil. Okay. So, uh, he says, Hey, Chris and Corey, I'm a longtime viewer of both of your channels. And I think I have a sense of your gaming preferences and tastes. My favorite genre is shoot 'em ups. And I think that you both like the genre as well. I am a huge shooter fan. Mm-hmm. I don't act. Are you? Yeah, I mean, I've never been very good at them. I, I like them. And probably yeah. one of my favorite things about them is their soundtracks. For sure, yeah. Uh, okay, he says, I have thought long and hard about which console reigns supreme for the shooter genre. I want to know your thoughts on this issue. Thanks for all that you do, Andy. I mean... I, I have not played enough on the PC Engine. I'm sure that the PC Engine is better than the, the Genesis slash Mega Drive, but I'm going to go with Genesis Mega, Mega Drive because that is the system I played the most on. The yeah. most shooters on it. Yeah. Um, hmm. I mean, I the thing is, like, I feel like everybody says that the PC Engine is like, that's like the, the console to have, mm-hmm. you know, if you're into shooters. But I feel like there are a lot more shooters on the Genesis than people sometimes realize right because you think about okay what shooters are there in the genesis everybody thinks immediately the thunder force series and probably truxton Mm -hmm. because of classic game room but like you know as i showed i did that sega genesis in 1990 video a while back uh you know there was a a bunch of shooters that came out for the console uh, even just in that year and you know that was there's shooters that came out outside of that there were shooters that came out in the system that didn't come out in this country uh, if you're a shooter fan, like you should not be ignoring uh, the Genesis by any means. Mm-hmm. Um, to me, I, I feel like to me the question is more of like, do you like 16-bit shooters, or are you somebody that's more into like the bullet hell shooters that I think were far more prevalent on like the Sega Saturn? Right. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Because I feel like that's the real people are. The real question, probably for most people, is like, is it PC Engine or is it Sega Saturn for shooters? Interesting, yeah. And to me, it almost it's like apples and oranges as far as like, yeah, they're definitely a lot different. I I haven't played a lot of the Saturn shooters or or PC Engine shooters like very extensively. I mean, I don't think I've ever finished a shooter on any on either system. But then again, yeah. I the amount of shooters that I finished in my entire life, I could probably count on. Two hands. Yeah. yeah. Well, they're hard. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't know. I just feel like I have... I feel like I own all the PC Engine shooters that I want to own. Yeah. Like, maybe there's, like, one or two more that I could get. 
And it's not like it's a huge collection. Yeah. You know? I feel as though a lot of the PC Engine shooters feel very similar to each other. Yeah? I Just just in the ones that I played. It just it yeah. seems like it seems as though so many of them, uh, they all have a like adjust speed adjustment, you know, like with mm-hmm. the arrows. If it, it doesn't feel like a lot of the Genesis shooters had that, and uh, you know, it just they all felt very similar. To, they a lot of them feel similar to me, but maybe I've just haven't played the right yeah. ones. I mean, it could be. I think there's a pretty good variety, but I, I agree with you that there are there's a certain group of shooters that all feel it's sort of derivative of each other mm-hmm. um but i mean the point i was just going to make is that if i think of like all the shooters that i have or that i want on the pc engine versus the genesis i don't think the number is probably that far apart yeah yeah you know? i mean i i can't think so, of any like there's a there's a lot of not very good shooters on both platforms really <laughs> yes like, there's probably more total on the pc engine but there's a lot of bad shooters on the PC engine. Yeah, I I, I can't really speak from experience, but I, I feel as though that's probably true. Yeah. I mean, I feel like I've played most shooters on the PC engine. Yeah. Because I, I, I kind of went down a rabbit hole for a while with that. Oh, really? And then you just played everything and, you uh, could get your hands on? Or just did you like, well, go through I mean, and try I... everything in, the, in a list or something? Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, I was just like I would go through and like I would read like you know websites like the Brothers Duomazov and like just you know make lists of all these shooters I wanted to try. Mm-hmm. Like part of it was I felt like I want to buy like any shooter I want, I want to get it now. Yeah. Uh, like after the analog, uh, the duo or whatever they're calling it got announced, I was like, man, once that thing starts getting into people's hands, I think that you know a lot of like PC Engine games are going to start getting like hoovered up on ebay and it's going to make prices go up even higher like they're already insane but i felt like they're going to get worse yeah, so i was like well I, this is my window this is maybe my last opportunity to pick up certain games that are just going to rise above the level at which i'm comfortable paying yeah and this you know it's something that we talk about in our streams or just on our our show in general is that when you're just going through an EverDrive and you have like a list of shooters you're gonna play, you just like and you're just gonna say, I'm gonna play all these and see which ones I like. And a lot of times you just you play one level and be like, All right, next one. Or you, you get a game mm-hmm. over and you're on to the next one. And there's so many people probably miss out on so many games that they would like if they yeah. just you know, if <sighs> I'm, I'm sure I'm going to get a lot of crap for this, but I think that you put more time into a game when you like pay money to play it or to buy it. Why? I mean, why do you think you would get crap for? Oh, we. That? I mean, we get a lot of crap for that, saying that kind of stuff. That that the only way that we really feel any desire to sit down and put a lot of time into a game is if we've yeah. bought it. Well, I mean, I would just say I just, yeah, I think with flash drives and whatnot, it's just way too easy to treat them as just being disposable. Yeah. Just be like, well, I'll try this. And like you just said, like you try it and you're like, eh, I don't like it next. Exactly. And that's like the biggest thing that I miss about, and we've probably talked about this already, but, you know, going even just out to flea markets and thrift stores is getting a new game. Like, yeah, you didn't pay that much for it, but it's like finding a physical copy of some game and just being like, oh, I want to go home and try this. Yeah. And... 
for sure I would play it, even if it was something where I thought like, oh, I don't think this is probably not very good. I would play it longer than I might feel like I want to play some ROM that I have that I just get a bad first impression of and just say, ah, I'm done with that. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But we get we get a lot of people saying, you know, uh, saying that that's like that's like a wrong, like that's not correct. And I, I for for me personally, yeah. I feel as though I'm. W- going to put in more time and effort into seeing what the game is like if yeah. I've if I paid money for it. Yeah. Well, I think it's I think maybe some people hear you say something like that and they think that you're encouraging your viewers to go pay the, you know, inflated prices on on eBay. Yeah. You know, but that's not what I'm I don't saying think, at all. I don't think there's not a direct connection there. You're just saying, you know, like, I don't think anybody should pay, but I mean, I'm guilty of paying those prices too, but I think it sucks. Yeah, but for sure. I think that doesn't mean that there's not validity to the point that you're making. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we have another question here, if you don't mind, uh, yeah. just because it, it says I have a question for you guys about Santa. Oh, okay. Let's let's do this. And so I feel like, you know, you know this, this one's a little bit more like time sensitive. Yeah. I like so, Santa. So uh, this is... Uh, this is from Matt. So this is, I mean, this is not a difficult question or anything, mm-hmm. but uh, I don't even really have an answer, to be honest with you. Uh, as from Matt, he says, I have a question for you. When and how did you find out the truth about Santa Claus? You know, like how he's not real. Yeah. And he says, Merry Christmas, boys, Matt. <laughs> so, I mean, that, that's a cool question. Like, I don't have an answer for it. I don't even really have a recollection of believing in Santa. I wouldn't be surprised if I never believed in Santa, because that seems like, the kind of thing where my mom would have told me when I was like three <laughs> yeah. that he's not, that's just the kind of mom I have. Mm-hmm. But, you know, based on the conversation we had last time and, you know, your kids and their thing with Santa, I feel like maybe, maybe your experience growing up was different than mine. For sure. I, I mean, I held on to it for a while, even though like I knew that it wasn't, that Santa wasn't uh wasn't wasn't real, but I, I held on to it because I just thought it was you know like a fun thing. But I think that when I realized without a shadow of a doubt that there wasn't a Santa, is when I found the presence ahead of time, and uh, I would check them out when my mom wasn't there, and then when Christmas rolled around, I like got the exact presents that were in that hiding spot and like nothing else and these are all like from yeah. santa see that's the thing that's i think that's where, where a lot of it comes in and is like different is that my mom used to put like say that like all this stuff was from santa like like from santa like every time or from for, th- for, for a lot she, of stuff and she, and, and it, you think she overplayed her hand yes i, I think okay. that that is what happened because you know and i think that's why like what the approach that my wife's family has done is a lot better is that you get like one present from Santa. Like, like, like Santa delivers like one present that you want. That makes, I mean, it just makes more sense logistically. Yeah, it, it totally, it does. Totally. It does. And, uh, I think that that is, that's a good way to, um, make it seem more, make Santa seem more real. Yeah. So, uh, well, there you go, Matt. There's your answer. Like I said, I don't really have one. But now that makes me want to ask, um, 
you know, I mean, I don't, maybe some kids didn't do this. Like I know, like, you know, you, you're saying that you found, you know, your mom's stash of presents for you. I don't know. Were you looking for them specifically? Oh, for or... sure. So was that, was that something that you, I mean, I don't know. I feel like I'm asking a huge question, but I just like, when I was growing up, it was like, you know, like I knew where my mom hid the presents. My best friend, Jonathan knew where his mom, I remember like I would go over to Jonathan's house after school. And if nobody was home, he would take me and show me. Like, oh, hey, here's what I'm getting for Christmas. We would, like, check all this stuff <laughs> yeah, out. Yeah. Like, that's – I remember that – remember last time I mentioned the calculator watch thing? I specifically remember him showing me that. Like, we were in, like, his parents' walk-in closet in their bedroom. Mm-hmm. And he was like, yeah, I'm getting this Casio watch. And that was why I was like, ooh, I want one of those. Yeah. And so I asked – that's when I asked for one. And then, like, uh, that same – well, that was the next year. But we were talking about the Game Boy. Like, I was so stressed out about, like, am I getting a Game Boy or not? I'm stressed out about it. That, like, there was a box under the tree that I thought might be a Game Boy. And so, like, I carefully, like, peeled some of the tape up and (laughs) and opened it just enough. And, oh, yeah, it's a Game Boy. And I closed it back up. Yeah. So, so I'm, I guess I'm asking, like, what, what kind of stuff did, you know, what kind of lengths did you go to? Oh, I would peel them open to to an extent, you know, and that's, that's why, like, the one that, that Christmas, I remember that Christmas specifically because, uh, the when I got those same presents because one of those game one of the things that I got was uh, Alex Kid the Lost Stars on the Master System mm-hmm. and I just so wait, did you did you have a Master System before a oh before Genesis yeah yeah you were a Master System kid I was yeah so but you're not saying you didn't get that game in '89 I did get that game in '89 oh so you got a Genesis and some Genesis games and you also got a Master System game. Uh, I'm pretty sure that did Lost Stars come out? In, I feel like they Lost Stars came out the year before that. Because I, I got know. a, I think I got a Master System in '87 okay. for for Christmas and birthday or whatever. And then uh, then the the next year would have been uh, it 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 would have been '88 because I got all that stuff. Yeah. And then um, then on my birthday of 88 is when I bought the first fantasy star with all my birthday money. Oh, nice. And then I went, then so I went the, to see the, these... the, 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 I think I went to see the naked gun with, for, uh, oh, nice. <laughs> for, for, uh, my birthday. Like, cause you know, we would go and, you know, like have a birthday to party. That same mall. Uh, no, no. It, there was one in the Chautauqua mall was like my local mall. And then the Warren, the Warren mall in Warren, Pennsylvania was, uh, mm-hmm. was the one that we went in, in, uh, 89 but on my birthday you know I, I i got fancy star from kb toys in 88 oh nice and it, like it was like was all my it was all my my birthday money on that yeah uh and then then um, we went to see i i'm pretty sure it was the naked gun if it wasn't the naked gun then it was uh the uh the bill cosby classic leonard part six it was one of, it was oh, nice <laughs> it's one of those two movies yeah. Because I definitely saw both of those movies uh, on my on my birthday in different years. Nice. <laughs> so, uh, I was when you when you would get like a Master System game or a Genesis game, either one under the tree. Like, did they literally just take the game and wrap it up? Uh, as far as I remember, yes. So you, I mean, it was pretty obvious then. Yeah. 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 Okay. I mean. My mom, my mom worked two jobs, and she just didn't have a lot no, of time no, to like put a lot of. I'm not, I'm not like judging. I'm not saying like I'm. I'm just curious, like, cause I feel like that would make my, 
the theater of the mind would be even worse because then you know it's like well there's a sega game in there i need to yeah. know what it is right but like if it was hidden inside of a different box then you you know especially if it was in like a shirt box mm -hmm. you know like one of those department store like boxes that a shirt would come in you know then i would just be like yeah i don't care you know, and you know i would get probably a flannel shirt in there and on christmas eve we would have uh um my my grandparents would come over from my mom's side uh, would come over yeah. and we would um, they'd bring presents and usually I'd get a game from them too I mean I have I ever shown you like the photograph the Polaroid of me getting Shinobi on the Master System as Christmas Eve no it's like what I've, I've shown it in a lot of videos but it's like I have it it's like right here it's one of my favorite favorite photos of myself I'm gonna show it to you here I don't know if you can my dog's right here I don't want her to like fall but I'll see if I can Oh wow! This is me. Let's see if I can. What's that? What's that shirt you're wearing there? I don't know. It's kind of amazing though, right? It's a sweatshirt for sure. Yeah. See that? Look at there's a, a can of A and W root beer there too. Oh nice. But that's me. That must have been like, that might have been, eighty. I mean, that might have been eighty-eight also. But I yeah. feel like the Shinobi came out the year before Lost Stars, but maybe not. But I, 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 I don't love know. This I photo. don't. Uh, I don't know much about uh, Master System uh, game release dates. Maybe you should don't do the launch to, uh, of the Sega Master System. Let me focus myself now. Yeah, there you go. Thank you. Um, well, I did the launch of the Master System. Oh, that's right. You did. You did. Yeah. <laughs> um, you did it twice. It was a long time ago. It's you did. Right. Two, you did a remake of it. No, that was the Genesis. Oh, okay. Remade. Although the original Genesis launch video is still on my channel, it's just unlisted. Oh, so good luck finding that. <laughs> that's a good question. I mean, that's what I like about questions like this: is that it opens up these avenues for discussion that we yeah, didn't quite 100%. quite think of. Um, I don't think is there anything else in here uh, that's Christmas related. Well, I mean, uh, the Derek guy says is Batman Returns a Christmas movie. I don't. I Maybe mean, I feel like we already went over this whole is this a Christmas movie yeah. thing. So I don't. I don't. If it's, I'll, I'll I'll just say the same thing I said last time. If it's a Christmas movie to you, then it's a Christmas movie. <laughs> yeah, that's all that really I matters. Mean, it has Christmas imagery in it. Yes, it takes place during Christmas. If it's something that you enjoy watching uh, during the Christmas season, yeah, then for you it because he says he says he says I say yes and he puts yes in capital letters. Okay, then so, then then it is. So then yes, for you it's a Christmas movie. Yeah, and it takes. And then, but he says why does why does Die Hard get all the controversy? That's what I'd like to know. Stop, leave Die Hard alone. Yeah, I say. I, th I think that the the discussion. Is like I I think that it's probably like jump the shark at this point, like I I, yeah, I think I almost it's, felt it's, kind of passe bringing it up last time, but you know I feel I just wanted to make the point about Home Alone really yeah is the main reason I brought it up, you know yeah I you know Die Hard being a Christmas movie was a was a plot point on Fuller House, and that's when I think you know something is. Oh, I've never watched. Fuller well, you House, you don't so don't you know. don't need to, but my my daughter was like real obsessed with it for a minute. Uh, no, right. but I, I'm pretty sure there was an episode where they were talking about Die Hard being a yeah. Christmas movie. It's like, all right, so I think I, we get the point. Yeah. 
All right. Well, that's an hour and 40 minutes. Yeah. Well, so I mean, I almost. I think it's probably time to wrap it up unless, what, you got something? About, about no, no. I was just going to say, this is mostly your, your soccer story. I'm just, <laughs> just. Yeah, you're not wrong. I was trying to, I'm just like, man, I got to try to make this like a tight story, but it's so difficult. It's, it's, it's impossible, really. Yeah. But people really should go watch. Like, go go look at. I'm going to, I'm going to watch Atlant- it. Go look at the Landon Donovan call. And then uh, it's cool. They they had a cam. They they have a camera like in the booth, so you can actually see him reacting. Oh, that's cool. To uh, Argentina, I'll just I'll find the links and send them to you. Yeah. or whatever. And um, maybe put it. Yeah. Anyway, our, what I'm gonna say, you should put them in the show notes. I don't. I should actually. Do you do yes, show notes for like the uh, the podcast version? Um, I just put a little short description. Okay. But I don't I don't really do like show notes so much, mm-hmm. but I always try to put something. I was it's I try to do it because like, you know, there's other shows that I, I watch or listen to where maybe it's like, oh yeah, one time they told the story about whatever, but how are you gonna find it? Right. Right later. And so I try to put a few kind of little descriptors in the show so that maybe it'll help somebody find an episode later if they want to rewatch it or whatever. But yeah. So if I remember, I will put links to both of those things in the description. Sounds good. All right. So that's going to do it for this episode of Here's My Question for You. I hope everyone has a happy new year, I guess. Yeah, and happy Boxing Day, more importantly. You know, in in Europe, Boxing Day, they get the day off. So, like, it's, you know, it's still a big deal there. (laughs) And if you're in England, there's tons of premier matches on Boxing Day. So that's cool, too. Nice. But uh, also, even though, you know, today is not your birthday, when people are listening to this today will be today will be your birthday so i'm going to say happy birthday thank you yeah thank you i mean if this is if you're listening to this the the day that this came out that's my birthday yes. if not right then it was a belated birthday that, that they're wishing yeah. me <laughs> yeah. yeah i guess right all right all right take care everybody